Good morning. I'm honored and humbled to be with you today preaching my first diaconal sermon. May these words in your hearing be to God's grace and glory. This morning's collect calls us to he hear, read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest. This is our tradition's path to knowing and loving God with all our heart, soul, and mind. Once our souls whisper to us that God is present in us, our inclination is to approach all matters spiritual with our heads. We want to understand, to know, to be able to put into clear, concise words who and what God is and how God operates. Parables are complex stories. The gospel writers present Jesus' parables to their own ends for the audiences that they each address. Matthew was writing for an audience of both Jews and Gentiles. He wanted his readers to know that Jesus is a Jewish Messiah. Matthew's story of Jesus' life emphasizes Jesus' Jewishness. He likens Jesus to Moses, who gave God's people God's law. Matthew took Moses' law and laid focus on the first two commandments, saying, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. They are the key. Love God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. I read Jesus' parables through the lens of how I know and experience God and Jesus. I know I am made in God's image. You are too. And so are our enemies. I am God's beloved. You are too. And so are our enemies. God created us out of love, for love. God also gave us the gift of choice. What God didn't give us was the burden of being God. We are not the creator, the judge, or the boss, and for that I give thanks. However, we are called to be co-creators of God's, stewards of creation, and caretakers of each other. This is how we do the work of loving God, our neighbors, and ourselves. Jesus spoke in parables because he wants us to thoroughly engage in becoming who God created us to be. He wants us to grapple with hard topics over and over, to use our new learnings to build newer, better understandings. He wanted his stories to transcend time, but even so, we must know the context in which they were told as well the context in which they were recorded by our gospel writers. Context is important as we read parables, and we must also, also read the Psalms and their Semitic context to honor our own heritage. Today's Psalm is the only one attributed to Moses. In it, Moses asks God to turn from wrath and shine sacred light on our secret sins, 
that we may feel God's love and not our own shame. Our Savior Jesus was a Jew. He grew up fully immersed and formed in his tradition. According to Amy, Lynn Levine, Amy Jill Levine in Short Stories by Jesus, she writes, Jews knew that parables were more than children's stories or restatements of common knowledge. They knew that parables and the tellers of parables were there to prompt them to see the world in a different way, to challenge, and at times to indict. Levine also points out that parables are, were not just a Jesus thing. They were an integral part of Jewish culture. The Hebrew Bible is full of parables. Jesus was using a teaching tool well known to his audience. Parables were tales to be dissected interpreted, and interpreted both by individuals and in community. And while the people were to be concerned with the meaning, they should be even more concerned with what the parable called them to do. Matthew's presentation of the parable of talents is part of his effort to prepare his audience for the challenges ahead. Jesus will leave and Jesus will return. He tells us that a wealthy man is going on a journey. He calls his slave and entrusts each of them with varying amounts of his property, each according to their ability. After many years pass, the property owner returns and goes about settling accounts with these slaves. He is pleased with the two slaves who produced wealth with what he left them. He is furious with the one who did nothing with the trust placed in him. During the master's absence, this slave had lived in fear. And that fear is realized when he is taken, when all he has is taken from him and given to one who already has great amounts of wealth. And the fearful slave is cast into outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. I cannot read this as an allegory with the wealthy man being God, the God who I know and love and who loves me. Yes, there are consequences to our actions and we must take responsibility for and exercise the gifts we are given. But I can't help but wonder if Jesus is giving us a deeper, more disturbing message that isn't noticeable in linear storytelling. I am not seeing love here unless I look at the master's reaction as a condemnation not of the slave thrown into outer darkness, but of the others who did nothing to alleviate the fearful slave situation. Is this loving your neighbor as yourself that Jesus calls the slaves with plenty to remember? It reminds me of Solomon when he proposes the baby be split in half to solve the question of the baby's belonging. The true mother will value the baby's life more than possessing that life. Could it be that in this parable, 
The slaves who see their compatriot thrown into outer darkness receive a jolt to their consciences because they did not recognize his fearful condition and aid him in his fear? Did they forget that they are his brother's keeper, their brother's keeper? In our own context, this seems very real. And that weeping and gnashing of teeth, I think that is what our God is doing over the failure of the two slaves who did not aid their brother. Because God is bereft that we will always fall short in pursuing justice. You don't pray or learn your way into knowing and feeling this continual love of God for your very being and all others who have been created by God. You do your way into it. As a deacon, my ministry is being the bridge between the needs of the world and the church. Wherever I am assigned, I will work with the clergy team and the parishioners to seek out the fearful and forgotten in the community and work with those whose baptized ministry is the reconciliation of our world as it is now with the kingdom that God intended. Amen.